luminous souls. Thank you so much for tuning in. Your presence is both welcome and needed in this sacred space. This is Faith Inspired Action, the podcast. I am Tara Todd, multi-passionate healer, faith fanatic, plant medicine enthusiast, and co-creating queen. Nope, never been called modest. (laughs) But I am your host and I am so excited to venture on this journey with you. I help people remember who they are and harness their power to curate the life they desire. So we'll have conversations around mindset, metaphysics, faith, personal development, and expansion. I believe in one consciousness and the interrelation of all living things. So let's water each other's tree, nourish one another's soil, and empower humanity to align, transform, and transcend into their divinity. I am all about the healing, wholeness, and as a collective, living our most sovereign and authentic lives. I am extending my branch to you, so let's jump right in. Hello, hello, my luminous souls. Welcome back for another episode of Faith Inspired Action, the podcast. Today's topic is going to be about two sometimes polarizing energies um, that guide how we work, live, and play, and that is the divine masculine and the divine feminine. Now, I want to lay this out early, so later on when it comes up amongst other topics, you will have a foundational understanding of these two energies. So we all hold masculine and feminine energy, and it has nothing to do with gender, and I think In the lives we live today, we see it more than ever where you have men who lead with feminine and women who lead with masculine. I think you're always going to lean more into one direction than the other, but obviously the overall goal is to find as much balance as possible. So when I get into the characteristics, I think you'll be like thinking about people you know and like oh they're very masculine oh they're very feminine and you'll be able to kind of see that the overlap in between the genders and it'll help you not associate the masculine and the feminine with male and female if that makes sense so in business and in life obviously you have moments where your foot is on the gas You can be going hard with creating and producing and, you know, you're really just trying to birth something into this world. But equally as important are those moments where you slow down, you lean back and receive guidance. And this is the ebb and flow of the divine masculine and feminine energies. Now, unfortunately, in the matrix we live in, (laughs) we are hyper-focused on the masculine It is something that is really ingrained in us that it's all about hustle, hustle, hustle. And if you take a break and if you take time off, then you're made to feel like you're being lazy. With masculine energy, everything is about what you're doing. And, you know, basically, if you aren't turning out content or whatever, like a robot, then you're made to feel like you are failing. And that's unfortunate. Um, It's so interesting because when I first learned about masculine and feminine energies, the first thing I thought about was the 80s. And I know some of you weren't even around then. (laughs) Um, 
But in the 80s, you saw the shift and women went really hard in the workplace. They started wearing suits and like competing with men for top positions and top dollar. And I bet if you ask those women now if it was worth it, they'd probably say no. Because we're not meant to be operating in that energy constantly for decades and decades. We're not meant to be trading hours for dollars and literally burning ourselves out. And this is true for men as well. We're not meant to be working 50, 60 hour work weeks and especially not under the type of duress that corporate America effortlessly delivers. There's an easier way to achieve even more and and that's in less time and with less effort. And that's what we're going to talk about today. Obviously, you know, there's nothing wrong with being successful and you're allowed to define success however you see it. Wanting to strive and create and build an empire or a legacy, there is absolutely nothing wrong with that. All I'm saying is there is a better way, an easier way. And it tends to be so unconventional that most people think it's unreal, some weird fad, fad, or, um, you know, maybe just too good to be true. And I get it. (laughs) We've been so conditioned to limit ourselves and our abilities that it can take a lot of work to rewire those limiting beliefs and truly step into the power that has been gifted us. I have struggled with that and continue to, and I think it's just part of human evolution, you know, and our personal growth. So It's interesting because the whole concept behind faith-inspired action, which I have explained in previous segments, um, is, is where I seek counsel. I talk to God. I seek clarity. I seek guidance. I ask questions to clarify my needs and desires. And then I open myself up to receive guidance. From that guidance, that's the faith connection. I then execute the inspired action based on what that guidance shared, right? So I'm sure you've been in situations before where you want something to happen so bad and you find yourself forcing and fighting tooth and nail to make this thing happen. That's where you don't want to be. While masculine energy is essential for building and creating and bringing things into the physical world, because it is the doing, it is the putting things in motion, you'll get further with less confusion and less noise when you learn how to anchor in the feminine. And your whole process will start to flow in a completely different way. Feminine energy is where the gold is. And I think that once you get, we get down to the nitty gritty of the characteristics, you will see that. So I'm sure you've heard people say the real work is in the planning. Well, if you are facilitating your planning by anchoring in trust and surrender, and you're opening yourself up to receive divine guidance, it can become the most beautiful orchestration versus that frantic, stressful, chaotic process we tend to 
connect with <laughs> and lead with. Um, so let's just get into the nitty gritty of the divine masculine and the divine feminine. So divine feminine energy is the being, the receiving energy. And this energy is way more powerful than people realize typically or give credit to it. Um, it's stillness, flow, surrender, trusting. It's sensitivity, ease, allowing, nurturing. It's that creativity and being receptive. So being in feminine energy means incorporating time into your process to listen for guidance, to visualize your dream, and allow divinity to give you the clarity to make things happen. It's not having a plan. It is trusting that the leaning back can actually propel you forward. It's about doing things that bring you joy because childlike wonder and playing, it fuels creativity. So yes, taking that Wednesday off to meet the girls for lunch in a movie or doing mani-pedis or meeting the fellas for that weekly golf game, incorporating moments like this into your regular schedule actually helps the work get done more efficiently, effectively, and without the extra undue stress. When you make time to nurture yourself with things that really feel good, you are vibrating at a different frequency and it's in that space where magic can happen. Some people hear about feminine energy and think that it's just laying around, eating creme brulee, relaxing in luxuriousness all day, taking baths, reading books, and suddenly things just happen for you. Big mistake. <laughs> While nothing is wrong with any of those things, it's just as important to recognize that in that stillness of the divine feminine, work is actually being done in the quantum. The divine feminine is focused and she is expending energy toward her goals. It's just not the physical energy that you're used to seeing. So feminine energy is flowing and dynamic. It's where, it's where the magic lies because it's not rational. It's not logical. It's the regal queen who leads with following the guidance of her heart, but balancing the knowledge of her mind. She can be quiet and tranquil and simultaneously strong and powerful. She doesn't conform to society because she dances to the beat of her own drum. She doesn't follow an outline, guidebook. She doesn't create a strategic process. <laughs> That's not needed for the feminine. That's something the masculine prefers to do. But the feminine creates something out of nothing. This is where thoughts become physical matter. 
the feminine focuses on the cyclical journey of life, the interconnectedness of everything and how everything moves through cycles. So we see here that the, div the divine feminine, she isn't focused on the doing because her power is in her being. <clears throat> Excuse me. She embodies that which she desires. She magnetizes that desire into reality by who she be. She will not chase. She will call everything to her. That's the magic. The divine feminine sees unlimited possibilities and actually creates in contradiction to logic. She is more aligned with her intuition and her soul. So when an individual is anchored in the feminine, they can create pathways and opportunities for themselves that others thought were impossible. The rules, as we've been told them in this matrix, no longer apply. And although the divine feminine is a needed aspect of our existence, I just will also want to urge that nothing gets done without the masculine. So there is no one, no successful person that's just laying around in what they call feminine energy and contributing nothing to their existence. <laughs> and that point actually connects with the next conversation, which is the wounded feminine because that is also available, right? And I think we can have varying degrees of healthy aspects and wounded aspects of both feminine and masculine energies. Although I know they say how you do one thing is how you do everything, I think we are complex beings. So you might see certain areas where you balance really, really well. And then other areas that still need some assistance. And that's totally possible. So when the feminine is wounded, we see someone who is codependent, overly emotional, overly sensitive, needy, insecure, manipulative, inauthentic, often playing the victim. And wounding can happen from a variety of situations, obviously, whether it's family trauma, romantic partners, what society tells you you should do, feel, act like, etc. Any situation where we have felt unsafe or unsupported is, opens up an opportunity for the wounded feminine to show up. And then there can also be ancestral wounding where it's just traveled down the bloodline. So we experience that as well. Some ways to identify the wounded feminine include resisting the idea of femininity, being disconnected from your softer side, seeing femininity as weak, 
feeling like you always have to be tough and strong, having an unhealed mother or sister wound, feeling unsafe with sensuality or intimacy. Sometimes you feel like the beauty and maybe femininity that you see in others seems to be unattainable for you. Or maybe you've experienced the wounded masculine and that was the result. I think when you look at those examples, it's easy to see why people struggle to connect with that wounded part of them. And it's not just men. The truth is it takes work to navigate the feminine because there's usually a lot of subconscious healing that actually needs to be done to be able to fully feel that level of support, trust, and guidance. As I said, the feminine is not just about laying around and being cozy and comfortable. In that silence, there is work being done. There is energetic work being done. The matrix heavily conditions us to believe in our limitations more than our power. So unpacking limiting beliefs and false stories has to be a part of your process before you can fully anchor in the true, whole, healthy, healed, divine feminine. And don't assume that because someone is female that they have an easier time connecting to that energy because that's just not true. And we just talked about a whole host of scenarios where wounded will, wounding will happen. Another aspect of feminine energy is also being aware of when things need to be destroyed, released, and when there needs to be space for something new. Just like with the seasons, there is a time for death and rebirth. The full spectrum of the feminine is not all about being happy and lifted and dancing amongst butterflies and rainbows. <laughs> you still feel the effects of the human experience. You still feel your emotions, including anger and frustration. Emotions are energy emotion. So the ideal thing is always to let them flow. It's important to know the feminine can hold all of it. There's always going to be lessons in the uncomfortable flow of challenge. But there's wisdom there. And the feminine allows herself to sit in and through those emotions. To learn the lesson and transcend to the next level. Emotions are always going to be a part of our process. 
So getting comfortable <laughs> with both holding and expressing them appropriately is powerful. When you allow yourself to go deep into your soul and truly connect what is there for you, the emergence can be radical embodied miracles and magic. So I hope that gives you a real clear understanding of the feminine and what that energy truly means and the responsibility that it requires. So let's shift to the masculine side of things, a side I know way too much about <laughs> and tend to sometimes get way too comfortable with. So masculine is the doing and giving energy. It's the inspired action that we get after listening for guidance. The characteristics are linear and logical thinking, assertiveness, confidence, focus, strategy, stability, direction. Masculine energy is stable and it's more predictable. Think willpower, clarity, focus. The masculine prefers structure and rules like logic. He seeks more external knowledge like studying, research, plan, formulation, where the feminine relies on her inner knowing. The masculine likes precision and exactness. Masculine energy also has the gift of clarity. So when you are in your masculine, you rarely have a lack of direction. He's a master at just planning and, and doing things in a strategic matter. The masculine is also protective. He can smell danger and, and leap into action at a moment's notice. Think of parenting. Most people think parenting is feminine, but it is a doing energy. While the mother is nurturing and loving and kissing boo-boos, right? We have that, we have those moments. Think about what happens when she feels her babies are in danger. A savage bear comes out. Protection, teaching, discipline, all masculine energies because they are the doing things. And parenting is a whole lot of doing. <laughs> so masculine energy can also be brutally honest and very direct. That's not to mean they can just walk around being jerks. Or if you're in your masculine, you get a pass and you can just act however you like. No. The masculine doesn't tend to worry about what others think. 
and doesn't shrink, excuse me, to fit into any scenario. So that's why you get that directness and that honesty. It's not in a disrespectful manner. It's more in a matter-of-fact manner. Another really beautiful gift of the divine masculine when it is healed and whole, healed and whole, is righteousness and integrity. The true masculine does the right thing even when no one's looking. Even if it means extra work. And that's why this energy is great at molding our reality and helping us live our true purpose. Because it keeps us authentic. Now, of course, masculine has a wounded side as well. And that's where you get that confrontational attitude. Abusive of power. Critical. Judgmental. Overly dominant and aggressive. Avoidant. Competitive in excess very perpetrating and controlling and and unstable, really. So what that can look like is consistent frigidity and restlessness. It's interesting, too, because the right side of your body is your masculine side. And if you've ever experienced like random kind of pain and rigidity or achiness, that could actually be an expression of you repressing the flow of feminine energy. Another wounded aspect is being an overthinker, um, disconnecting from your heart because your brain is where you feel safe, which is a very ego-driven thing, right? So not healthy. (laughs) If you're an overdoer, um, let's say you struggle to receive when someone does something for you and you feel like you have to immediately like pay them back or return a favor. If you have an attitude that like you can do everything on your own, that is a wounded masculine. Being loud and aggressive when you communicate, where it just always sounds like you're yelling at people even when you're just having a conversation Also being easily triggered where everything just sets you off and you're constantly on edge and people have to tiptoe around you. So those are some of the things that you will see in a wounded masculine. And I'm sure as we go through these lists in each energetic category, you see some patterns of behavior in yourself (laughs) that align with each of those energies, good and bad, right? For me, so many things are obvious and come to mind for who I used to be, and it really just kind of allows me to appreciate my journey and my growth. And what's great about recognizing a pattern or a cycle or something that you dislike about yourself is that you don't have to stay in that wounded space. 
once you're willing to accept that's you, then you can move forward to change that if that's what you desire to do. So I think the biggest difference that I see with divine masculine is that they're very grounded, very cut and dry, where divine feminine enjoys the more mystical aspects. And every time I think of it, I just can't help but smile because I just, I think of just magic and miracles and the feminine and, um, yeah, but anyway, I it's easy to see why we need both energies. It's easy to see how they both benefit us. And it's also easy to see why we need to find that balance. The majority of my life, I've operated in masculine. Doing, doing, and more doing. I'm probably still a little bit that way, but I've shifted quite a bit. I was the oldest of three children, so I held a lot of responsibility helping to care for my siblings. And then when they kind of were coming up to an age where they didn't need like a babysitter, I had a child and was then thrown even more into that masculine role. When you look at my journey, having a child early in life, going right into the workforce and also simultaneously into college and then also moving out and running my own household. That's a lot of masculine energy. And within that masculine, there was a lot of wounded masculine energy. I was always doing, but there was also always things to be done. And without having knowledge at the time, of how to step into my feminine and understanding the benefits of taking that time away and nurturing myself. It would that that information would have been a game changer. I think about going it when I really started working like more corporate jobs versus like kind of teenage retail type stuff when I really got into like administrative positions and things like that, man, it's a cesspool of masculine energy in the corporate world. And while I have few regrets, I can see that, man, I could have gotten all that stuff done under a, a lot less duress and would have been a better person, a better parent, a better partner. Those years were so filled with the doing that there's a lot I don't even remember. A lot got missed. And even when I was present, I wasn't present. And that's the result of being so out of balance. So learning to anchor my feminine wasn't easy because I had a lot to shift. I had to learn to be st be still and slow down. I had to learn to be present and in the moment. And that's something that I'm still working on daily. <laughs> I had to learn to make time and space to hear how the divine was guiding me and to receive that transmission. I had a lot of feminine wounding to heal as well.
a lot of people to forgive, a lot of apologies to make, (laughs) and also recognizing that a lot of the examples I grew up around, masculine and feminine, were also quite wounded. A lot of the things that turned me off about femininity were a result of wounded the wounded feminine and me seeing such an abundance of that. And it really made me, not that I didn't want to be a woman, but I didn't want to have anything to do with being weak, whether it was being seen as weak or being weak in general. It just was a turnoff. So things like dealing with my emotions and sitting in them and actually allowing myself to cry when I felt pain and was hurt, those were things that I just didn't do. I didn't have an example of a woman who could stand in her power and be kind and fair and balanced and emotionally healthy. So I wasn't interested because it just seemed like a lot of weakness around me, to be honest. I didn't see the power. And although now I can look back and see powerful aspects in some of the women that I was around, there just wasn't enough of it to be a positive example for me. And so I naturally shifted into that masculine mode, that get it done, take care of business, be about it mode and just ran with it. So there was a lot of uncovering, discovery, and I would say realignment to do. Like I said, I still work on being present. That's one thing that Yeah, the mindfulness and just being in the moment sometimes can be hard. There's just so many distractions in life, but it is a process and it's a process I'm committed to. I actually recently took a, I found this little quiz online that's for um, masculine and feminine. And um, surprisingly, mine came up more feminine, which I kind of assumed because I'm aware that I've done a lot of work in that area. So I was really happy to see that progress had been made, but it was fun just to kind of do it. So I will put it in the notes. And if you guys want to copy the link and go try it, um, I would love to hear what you came up with and, and also just what your feelings are in general about this topic and where you see yourself needing to maybe shift. The thing is, something magical happens when you tap into your energy. When you learn that balance and understand how to drift between the ebb and flow of masculine and feminine energies, when you learn how to manage your vibration, monitor your thoughts and your mindset, you will be shocked at what what you will uncover. And yes, it sounds like a lot of work, but as you embody it and it becomes who you are and how you operate and who you be, then it's effortless. So that's where I will end it today. 
I hope you guys received a clear foundational understanding of the divine masculine and divine feminine energies. Continue to do your research. And actually, if you like, um, I'm happy to answer any additional questions you might have or have a, a discussion on the sidelines if you want to talk more about this. Make time to play with these energies and see how they work for you. Focus on integrating that one that you spend less time operating from. You may find it shifts something for you and opens a door for massive miracles. And of course, that's exactly what I wish for you. So, Thank you for joining me today. I look forward to hearing your feedback and continuing these conversations. Until next time, I want to remind you of the important role you play in this world and how humanity needs you. I love you and I speak blessings into every area of your life. Thank you so much for joining me here at Faith Inspired Action, the podcast. Whether this is your first listen or you join me regularly, I am eternally grateful. I hope you enjoyed this episode. Please do me the honor of liking, subscribing, and leaving me a comment or review. I'm totally up for connecting online too, so please follow me on Instagram at Faith Inspired Action. Then go to my link tree to join my private Facebook group and check out my current offerings. I welcome your questions, feedback, and insights. Also, if you have something amazing to share with the world, I'd love to invite you on a future episode. Just direct message me a basic synopsis of your story and include your email. Until next time, I love your luminous soul and thanks for sharing your light with this community. Music written and produced by my brother, Gabe Taylor, at Lord Kingdom Productions. All rights reserved. <laughs>